to Blast from the Arsenal. Hey everybody, how are you? Thanks for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. I'm your host, Angelo. Joining me as always is my intelligent co-host, Diddley. How are you, Diddley? Hello, mate. You good? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Um, well, I, I'm fine because I'm not having tech issues tonight. Unlike somebody I know who, oh, right. uh, well, you, you may be familiar with his work. He, um, he he's, he's you. Uh, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to tell everyone what you did? <laughs> or do you want me to out you? No, well, you've outed me, so carry on, mate. I'll let you tell the story. All right, all right. So Diddley buys a new microphone specifically for the pod because he's thoughtful like that, you know? He wants to improve your listener experience. So he gets a new mic and he says, Ange, I've got my new mic. I'm going to call you. Just want to make sure it works. Yeah, no problem. So what was this? Two, three days ago, he calls me. Yeah. Is it working? Yeah, sounds great, mate. Brilliant. Lovely. All right, I'll leave you to it. I'll speak to you on the pod in a few days' time. So today we come to do the podcast, and um, he's like, I can hear you, but, but, but no, no, sorry, what was it? You, you can hear me, but I can't hear you. What's going on? I, What's going I couldn't on? I'm hear like, you. Yeah. So I was like, what about now? What about now? What about now? No, no, no. And I was like, well, I can hear you. I can hear you. So, you, you know, finish the call, start a new call. It's not working. You know, almost turn it off turn it back on again type thing and then all of a sudden he looks down and realizes he hasn't plugged the fucking microphone in. <laughs> oh fantastic it was uh it was a real special moment that look of horror on your face but you know all, all for good reason because you, like i say you're trying to improve the the listening experience of our our listeners so laugh yeah, but we got there in the end. Hopefully, uh, it sounds pretty good now. Well, we'll find out. Do get in touch. And funnily enough, Diddley, where can they get in touch? Because we're all about the social media show. Where's that are. handle? Uh, it's at Blast Arsenal Pod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. You absolutely can. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can hear more about Diddley's mishaps. When recording Blast from the Arsenal yeah. podcast. And if you uh, subscribe with Apple, leave a five-star review. Much appreciated. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, and if you, don't, if you don't want to do that, just leave a review regardless of the, of the stars, but I mainly five-star. It's a, it's a really easy thing to do, and we are giving you this for free. What you Give are us paying. something back. Yes, do it. Uh, other than all your, your messages and, and thanks, because we appreciate those. But come on, man, leave a just leave a little, just leave a little five star review. It's all good. Right, that's that. Diddly, let's get down to business. Sing that yep. jingle, baby. Tweet it a week. Tweet it a week. Tweet it a week. Tweet of the week. Yes, back with another tweet of the week. And I have to say, I was nominated for a tweet of the week this week by a friend of the show, Stephen, at Canon Chatter on Twitter. Go check him out for one of my tweets. He said, look, I know it's your show, but that is a good tweet of the week. I think you should put it forward. Um, and the funny thing is, I can't even remember what that tweet is. <laughs> Can you? No, I can't. I'm going to have to look for it because it must have been half decent for, you know, for Steve to kindly put me forward as, uh, as tweet of the week. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. 
I know it's your show, gents, but I'm calling it for you. This is Tweet of the Week. Uh, do you know what? I, I've, <laughs> I screenshot that because I, I felt so proud about the fact I've been nominated for Tweet of the Week. And I didn't actually put what the main tweet was. So we'll find that and, and let you know. Obviously, it wasn't that funny um, because I'm not a funny guy. However, <laughs> I do have an actual Tweet of the Week this week. And Tweet of the Week this week. Oh, thanks. Very kind. Tweet of the week this week. I'm not as funny as this guy. It's Andrew, who's at Artet Andrew on Twitter. So in response to a question posed by at LT Arsenal on Twitter, another great Arsenal account, go follow them. The question posed by those guys was, what is your honest opinion on Edu Gaspar's time as technical director so far? Edu obviously massively involved with the transfers in and out of the club. Uh, and Andrew responded with, he knows more about how to be a director than the unemployed virgins on Twitter. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I wholeheartedly agree. I do indeed. So uh, you, my friend, have made Tweet of the Week this week. Well done. You agree with that? You agree with that, Diddley? I do, mate. Yeah, it was a good one. You know, uh, uh, yes, exactly. And, and I'd like to think an ex-player who's you know, currently technical director knows more than some people on social media. Now, uh, we've got loads to get through again, we say that, but it's that time of season. And I think especially with transfers uh, in and out of the club uh, happening, I would say thick and fast. It's maybe not thick and fast, but happening. So we'll, we'll take that. But the latest the latest transfer in this week, Odegaard, uh, on loan till the end of the season uh, from Real Madrid. Um, we've got a really good relationship with Real Madrid in... Uh, in recent years, I've just remembered what my tweet of the week is. We'll come back to it later. That's gone. That's gone. Um, what are your thoughts on on Odegaard? He kind of burst onto the scene with this big transfer to Real Madrid a few seasons back because he'd started as a 15-year-old in uh, in Norway. Yeah, well, firstly, it's, um, it's a good club to have a good relationship with, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. Um, if they want to give us any sort of players that can't get into their team next season, I don't think uh, we would say no either. Well, Gareth Bale aside, but yes, I think yeah, you're Yeah, right. apart from him, yeah. Well, it turns out we've got the better number 11 now. That, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's a good deal, cheap, um, relatively risk-free. If it, if it pays off, uh, he can... You know, give some support to Emil Smith Rowe because he's he's not going to be able to play all those games. And you know, he saw last night he went down and had to come off. Um, yeah. So yeah, look, we've we've got someone in a creative player. He can play across behind the the front man across the the field there, left, right, middle. He's mostly left footed though. Um, I think very very left footed. He is. Um, but yeah, he, he looks to be a, a good good fit for for the way that we're playing at the moment. Um, that he can provide those little links, get into into those pockets. Yeah, I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, me too. I think he comes with a slight knock, but nothing too major. So I don't know whether mm. he'll be available for the upcoming game at the weekend against Man United, which obviously we'll we'll cover short, you know, shortly. Um, but what a prospect! And do you know what? I think that's a real coup real good player to uh to, to get on our books and i know it's maybe a, a more youthful thing not to sound too condescending but 
on, on social media, it's all about my manager's got pull. No, my manager's got pull. Your manager has in, in terms of the, the gravitas to, to get a player to come to the club. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's happened once again that Arteta has put that call in and Odegaard was kind of sold on the vision and what he was told and the way that he's seen us play football more recently. So um, I'm really excited. I think what's good about about Odegaard is not only the position that he's going to be playing and the fact that he's going to share the burden of the, the creativity with Emil Smith-Rowe, he's a player that wants to go out and learn. He's, you know, obviously, so joined Real Madrid in 2015. He's only played eight games for them because he's been, what, this is his fourth loan spell away from the club. Um, so, uh, yeah, and know, I think he's, we want. Uh, we want young and hungry, sorry. don't we? No, go. No. Yeah. He's, he's an example of, uh, how alone away from your you club can, can actually work. You know, um, I do remember him signing as a young, young lad, uh, for Real Madrid and he's matured into a, a man that's sort of playing football now in a way that's more focused on the team rather than him. Uh, himself and, and you know because he was quite a, a, he liked to dribble and, mm. and hold the ball and you know he, yeah he's definitely uh, matured in that respect he's making better decisions with the ball it looks like um, yeah so hopefully uh, we can take him up another level and, and he can do well for us yeah absolutely even my Spurs supporting nephew messaged me today and said wow that's a really good signing so uh, you know, you know that he's uh, he's good if you're getting some credit from the Spurs fan. Um, not my choice as a Spurs fan, but what are you going to do about that? Um, so no, I'm I'm really pleased, and that's fantastic work by um, Edu and Arteta. We'll come on to transfers in a bit, but I suspect that won't be the last incoming this this transfer window, uh, in my view. Um, but yeah, good work by Arteta, and that looks positive. And, and speaking of Arteta. More news this week, which doesn't affect our club, but it's a time maybe of reflection. Frank Lampard was sacked as Chelsea manager uh, after, what, 18 months, something like that, in charge of the job. Uh, He was obviously Derby manager before that. Uh, A similar sort of period of time, we appointed Mikel Arteta. They weren't a million miles away, I don't think, in terms of uh, appointment dates. And I, I know we can argue Chelsea have been more successful than Arsenal over the last, what, 10 years, 15 years. And it's their philosophy to to hire and fire. But we turned a corner with Arteta, haven't we? You know, we were on an awful, awful run. And whether we've said before, whether by luck, by skill, by chance, whatever, we've turned this corner. We're on a fantastic streak in the Premier League. Were we yeah. right to stick with Arteta? I think so, yeah. I think he's proved that. Um, we've got a tough run of fixtures. You know, we could could go the other way quite quickly but it's uh it's a funny league everyone's beating everyone this season um I, I think we just need to stick with him get through this season you've seen what they've managed to do so far in January with regards to shifting some of these players out yeah because you know yeah. it's a good thing we've done it early rather than trying to do it in the summer we can concentrate on on uh, bringing the players in that he, that he needs and that he yeah. wants uh, yeah which will only benefit the team next season yeah it's not um, ideal to be where we are but it's just it's how it is it's 
it's difficult to to challenge straight away you, you need time and you need to build your own squad yeah and this is something that we we said uh since day one of starting this podcast isn't it it was never going to be an overnight job to to change the culture to change the the players in the in the squad and um i i think you know i know we covered it last time but i think getting rid of the little negative clicks in the the squad you know whether you love or hate the likes of Ozil and Kalasinac, etc. Moving and, and Guendouzi, actually, for, for that matter, getting those players out of the club and, and having that sort of breath of fresh air uh, in terms of attitude and everything else, it's it's not a, it's not a quick fix, and it's um, it's good. I feel very positive about how things are going at the moment. Uh, like I said, let's just do as well as we can, get through to the end of the season, and you know, refocus, I guess. Yeah, and um, that's just speaking on Guendouzi, uh, apparently he's uh, ruffled some feathers already. Yes, yeah, at uh, Hertha Berlin. Their manager's yeah. been sacked, hasn't he? Yeah, well, they're uh, fighting relegation now, I, I think. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting for him. Yeah. Um, it, again, it was a transfer uh, that... that uh, he was linked with a, a swap transfer. We'll, we'll go into it later in, into the episodes, but um, interesting to see what happens with his future, doesn't it? And, and I guess time will tell. The other transfer signing that we've made this uh, January window is Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it in the last episode, did we? Yeah, I, really I couldn't can't... remember if we if it happened the day after, maybe. Yeah, quite possibly. Either way, we've signed a backup goalkeeper from Brighton. Uh, Australian international, 28 years old, you know, good age. Arsenal fan, that always helps. Um, yeah, they will say that. Uh, they don't. Yeah, yeah. I think the last Arsenal fan was Kyle Jenkinson. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle Jenkinson. You know, that, that didn't work out too well. Um, but look, please, that we've got a Premier League proven goalkeeper. Um, you know, and it's an improvement as a backup to Leno than um, Runarsson, isn't it? So uh, yeah, he's got yeah. uh, prem experience. He looks like a safe bet. He's uh, good with his feet, from what I've seen and heard. So yeah, yeah, all good. This is what I mean. This is uh, I feel like we're getting into transfers now, and I do want to save it, but I feel like we're being smart with our acquisitions and and. We're going to talk about him without a shadow of a doubt, but um, the likes of Cedric on a free, or we had him on loan for six months first, but that's good business. It looks like good business now. And hopefully the same with these guys, the loan. It benefits us, it benefits Real Madrid uh, with Odegaard, you know, Matt Ryan. Is he on a, is he on a six-month loan with a view yeah, to Yeah, he's on a loan, I think. Free, um, yeah. Um, I imagine we'll, we'll make that contract. permanent, but... Uh, yeah. You know, these are these are these are the smart signings. Uh, we all know the disaster signings we've had, uh, and where we paid over the odds in recent years. So it's about time we're due due a few. But you know, with the greatest respect to Matt Ryan and um, and Cedric, they're not what you'd call Hollywood signings, are they? You know, never going to um, get the fans screaming up and down. So I'm, I'm kind of fine with being off the radar. And you know what I loved about that signing as well, Matt Ryan? It was like old school. Uh, signing in as much as didn't know about it until they announced it happened, you know? In yeah, this completely day and age out of the blue. Of, of, I don't think yeah, we've had one of them since Sol Campbell. 
No, quite quite right. Um, so yeah, brilliant news there. Really pleased with that. Uh, the other bit of news is literally quite breaking. Uh, well, it won't be by the time you're listening to this, but at the time of recording, Burnley have just beaten Aston Villa 3-2, which is brilliant news because that leaves Villa, they were three games in hand on us and one point behind us. But obviously with that loss, there two games behind us, um, albeit still one point off where we are. So, uh, yeah, really good news there. Yeah, uh, also Chelsea and Wolves um, is nil-nil, so they've both yeah, dropped two yeah. points there each. That's good. Yeah, that is good. Uh, let's have a quick look. That puts Chelsea equal on points with us, uh, just with a four four goals uh, goal difference advantage over us. You know, it's really tight. We really are pushing those um, Europa and Champions League spots and just got to keep the momentum going, haven't we? So... Why don't we talk in a minute about how we got there? There's just one more thing we were going to cover in news, uh, which was some rule changes taking place uh, this week. Uh, but but just rule changes being changed mid-season in general. We're just going to quickly cover that, weren't we? So what's the background to this one, Diddley? Yeah, well, Man City scored a controversial goal the other day. Uh not sure. Is it Aston Villa? Was it against? Uh, well, they scored one against West Brom last night, which was controversial. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. I think they were saying he should have been offside, and he, he was he, he wasn't given offside. Um, and then yeah, the other one was Aston Villa. I think you're right. Whether he yeah, uh, and since then uh, they've reviewed it and they've sort of made changes to it. So if that happens now, um, then it wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. But without was, getting into the, the final de- one though. Sorry. What was the crux of that? Was it that the player was offside and then came onside, but by the and by yeah. the time we scored we scored, they scored. He was, it should he was have been offside and I think it was Tyrone Mings tried to control the ball. He came back onside and tackled him and they scored from it. Right, yeah. But he yeah. didn't really have the ball under control, I didn't think anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I can see why they've changed it. I get that. But, look, it's benefited one team at least this season from that. So, you know, really the the discussion is how fair is it to make these changes midway for a season? Uh, I think they also they looked at um, the way they were giving penalties for handball. Yeah. Um, I think we... We've probably fallen foul of that. Uh, we've been a bit unlucky with some yeah. some decisions, and it's obviously benefited a, a lot of other teams, specifically Man United, I, I would uh, suggest. But uh, <laughs> there's yeah. probably been a few others as well. Yeah, um, it's almost, and this is going to take to the next level. But it's almost like saying, right, it's January, we're going to introduce VAR. Well, I can introduce VAR halfway through the system, uh, season. Sorry, some will have benefited and, and some, you know, won't have. So I get what you're saying. It's how can you do that? I guess with something like the offside rule, um, it, it's it's something that's going to affect every single game, isn't it? So I kind of get that one. I kind of get why they've made the change. And and you know, to some degree, you could say well done because you've jumped on it straight away. Uh, and not waited for that sort of incident to happen again before the end of the season. 
things like handball they did it at the beginning of the season but again i think that's maybe something that they if i had to they they you know quite rightly could jump on part way through the season if they felt that was um if they felt that was necessary so i i'm i'm okay with it if i'm completely honest i'm okay with it you know like i say if it was var different i wouldn't want that halfway through the season that's too controversial but offside and, and handballs i wouldn't have a, a big issue with it then that affects everybody doesn't it from that point you i'm not okay with it i understand it uh i just feel like it's something that you know why they didn't address it before the yeah. season started uh yeah. and get it sorted rather than that's a that offside decision is ridiculous. I, I don't know what what they were thinking with that rule. So that that's my argument is is what, yeah. what were they thinking in the first place really? What well, that when he was to... offside but then came back onside, it, sh- it should be offside because he was in an offside position when he got yeah. the ball. Yeah. And just going back to penalties, do you know how many penalties Arsenal have received this season or have been awarded? Three. What a oh, brilliant, yeah. What a guess, <laughs> unless you knew it. It was I three, know. was it three? No, it's three. We've had one at home and two away. Um, do you know how many top team have had this season and who that team is? Uh, I would, I would guess United, but I probably might be wrong. No, third, the top team to receive Leicester. the most is Leicester. Leicester City, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many they've had this season? We've had three. Mm-hmm. Just bear that in mind. Eleven. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing your penalty homework. <laughs> That's crazy. That's one every other game. That's mad, isn't it? Um, and there is inconsistencies in that. There's got to be. You know, it's got to be handballs and and VAR reviews and all that stuff. How we can only have three? I mean, uh, Burnley have only had one. So uh, we're kind of firmly in the middle of the pack, but it's, it's such a disparity, 10 to 3. There you go. We're not here to talk penalties. We're here to talk Arsenal. We're here to talk football. And we've just gone back to back with Southampton. Two home games. Um, the first home game was on Saturday. Uh, a 1-0 loss in the FA Cup. Uh, let's have a quick look at the team that was put out by Mikel Arteta for that game because quite a lot was sort of made of it really and as much as you know we've won the FA Cup 14 times it's our cup it's the Arsenal Cup you know almost it's got this this special affinity with our club rightly so Um, and he did put a weakened side out I mean it's still half decent but it was a weakened side Uh, and then obviously there were changes made for the the game uh, last night, which we'll talk about in a moment. But on first glance of seeing that Arsenal team for the FA Cup tie on Saturday, what were your thoughts? Did you think, Jesus, that looks like a crap team we're going to lose? Did you understand why he did it? Uh, oh, completely understood. Yeah. I, I, I can see why, why he'd make a few changes because, you know, we've played a lot of games recently and some of these players do need a break at some point um yeah we're up against another premier league side in the cup you know two in a row would have been a third had we got through uh it's easier obviously you rest players 
against a lower sort of league opposition and you can still kind of breeze it, can't you? Breeze through. But mm. yeah, I didn't have an issue with it. I, I thought it was a strong enough side to get a result. Um, my, my only Just sort go. of uh, problem I had with, with it was um, Thomas Party sort of came back into the side the week before or you know, a couple of games earlier. Did yeah. well. I, I just thought keeping him in the side next to Granite Shaka for this game, get the game won, then then bring him off, give him half hour rest, rather than throwing him on for half an hour at the end. Mm. That that was my only issue because I think you can win and lose a game quite easily in the mid in midfield. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then he just I don't know. He doesn't doesn't breed confidence, does he? Yeah, he, well, he's quite tidy, but he's never going to create a defence splitting pass that's going to win you a tie. I mean, let's just quickly go through that starting lineup with Bernd Leno, Hector Bellerin, Rob Holden, Cedric, uh, Gabriel, William, Martinelli, El Nenny, Pepe, Xhaka, and Ketia. So, you know, that's not that's not the worst side that um, you know that that you could put out. You could argue that's probably the majority of the side that. Um, <sighs> probably the majority of the side that got us on our poor run earlier this season. Uh, but there are players in there that also helped turn it around. So uh, at the end of the day, the majority of them are household names in, in Premier League team. Um, he also, but, you know, you have to give some of these fringe players a chance. Um, mm. You know, they need the match fitness and they need to get some sort of confidence. When you look at players like Willian, who's, just having an absolute nightmare and it, and it continues. But I thought Nicolas Pepe did okay uh, in that game. And yeah. uh, I was keen for him to play again last night and he did. He started and, and he scored. And you have to sort of look at that now and think, well, you know, Arteta's got, got a nice little problem now. Does he continue yeah. with Pepe? Yeah, because um, I, I thought he was really good last night, but we're, I know yeah. we're talking about this game. Uh, but, but players like that need minutes. You can't have come on for 20 minutes and, and then you're going to be fantastic. You, you can't. You it's that. almost impossible to find yeah. any sort of form. Yeah, I don't think the, the super sub exists anymore. You know, you used to have them in the Premier League, didn't you? Solskjaer. Tori Andre flow, you know, there, there were certain players that would come off and have an impact. I don't think you can do that with the speed of the Premier League anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, these players need minutes. You're right. And I, I back his decision personally to, to make some of those changes. Um, and again, with Willian, if he's having a tough time, I don't think giving him 10 minutes or 10 minutes there is really going to change his fortunes, is it? All right, he had another frustrating game, but yeah, keep giving these these players the chance to to do something and you have to pick and choose when those games are you know we're playing Man United at the weekend I'll be pissed if he's starting that game but I'm, I'm, I wasn't too bothered that he played against Southampton respectfully so mm. um, yeah it is what it is we lost 1-0 it was an own goal by Gabriel a bit harsh really kind of stuck a foot out from a um, Walker Peters shot I think it was so you know it is what it is we move on and you know what more can be said? I just think with that game, it was very lacklustre. You know, yeah, we, didn't, we obviously didn't, didn't have... seem like a cup tie to me. No, didn't seem hungry for it at all, um, which was strange. 
given it was our club. And also strange in the fact that a lot of these players were coming in. You know, it's your opportunity to stake a claim in the Premier League team. And they didn't really do that. So, you know, we definitely saw the absence of um, Kieran Tierney in this game because we we lose so much attacking threat when he's not playing down that left uh, left wing, which is mad yeah. to think a left back can have so much influence. Um, so we definitely lost that. I don't know. We, we, we just, for whatever reason, were not interested. We didn't turn up. That said... Let's move on from that game to the, the game last night. And it was chalk and cheese. Um, not so much in just the personnel, because there were actually quite a few players that, that played in both games. But the hunger from the first second was, was unreal. So, again, let's just go through that lineup. If you've got it there, Diddley. I, I have. So, Leno in goal. Mm. Keeps his place. Um, Hector Bellerin came... Oh, came back in as a right back. Uh, Cedric again at left back. Um, probably his best game for the club, I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. David Luiz came in for Gabriel um, at centre back alongside Rob Holding. And then Shaka and Party, arguably our best central midfield partnership, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, as a tandem, they work well. Yeah. They have individual strengths that, that complement each other, I think. And then um, Emil Smith-Rowe, Pepe and Saka uh, behind Lacazette. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it was it was uh, a good lineup. It's probably the strongest lineup bar Aubameyang that we could have possibly put out. I mean, David Luiz over Gabriel. I don't know if that's a fitness thing, a confidence thing. I don't know what, what, what the reason for that was. Well, I just felt still... after watching the Southampton game, and I think Louise has been playing pretty well lately. Uh, he just offers that that passing ability um, into midfield and and out to the wings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a little bit better than than Gabriel maybe yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, is is certainly his long range passing is is very accurate. Um, but we'll come on to to him in a second. But look, let's talk about some of the main. Um, points of the game because it could have started in less than a minute uh, as a fantastic start to the game couldn't it uh do you remember what happened there no so uh Xhaka put Laka through um I think we were pressing high from minute one or, or 30 seconds in we were pressing high have to lose the ball four to Xhaka uh playing on the left side of midfield he slides the ball through to Lacazette who's one-on-one with the goalkeeper and uh, the goalkeeper dives to his right as Jacques, as, uh, sorry, Lacazette goes to put it to his left and um, he saves it with his feet. And it was one of those where nine times out of 10, if you're kind of curling it into that bottom corner, it will go, you know, perfectly. But it was one of those opportunities where you thought, could you have just dinked it a little bit higher over his legs to put it into the, into the net? Um, I thought he actually it went um, through his legs and hit the other legs, side of his yeah. leg, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, another it, day that goes in, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. But that, that did get me thinking two things. One was, what a fantastic start. We're hungry from the off. The other was, ah, oh, shit, is it going to be one of those games? Um, so... You know, that, 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 that was a good start. And then, um, what was it, the third minute? 
Southampton get a corner. Yeah, third, fourth minute. Um, they're good at set pieces, aren't they, and crossing, I noticed throughout James the game. James Ward-Prowse. Oh, my God. James Ward-Prowse's delivery is unreal, isn't it? Yeah, um, we were asleep. Uh, static. Um, didn't Not aggressive enough. Not not switched on enough. And we, we paid the price, and I thought, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. There was Pepe kind of not marking his man properly on the edge of the box. I think it was one of those where it was almost, yeah, it won't come to, it won't come to him. So I'll just look ready for the break. Um, so he kind of, he wasn't really that close to his man. Um, and it was a, it was a good half volley on the edge of the box by, by Armstrong. Um, and Leno, I think Leno got a hand to it, but the power just did, did yeah. it was unreal power. It was, it was almost a bit of a Paul Scholes corner routine goal. If you remember any of those, I think it was one against Bradford. Um, I, I won't lie, I don't know an awful lot about that Armstrong player, but he really caught my eye with his performance. Um, he, he he sort of gave Bellerin a bit of a torrid time. Yeah, um, uh, they've got a few players that uh, I've not heard of before, if I'm being honest. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and they like to sort of double up. Uh, down down the wings and overload and and yeah it causes problems if uh, the midfielders aren't helping out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that Southampton are a good team. You know, I think back and again talk about sticking by a manager. They lost nine nil to Leicester. Was it last season? Yeah. Um, something like that. And you know, where are they now? They're eleventh uh, in the table, albeit you know. What, one point behind us, but what three, four points off that top six, seven. So they're, they're a really good team, and um, we saw how good they were at the weekends beating us in the FA Cup. So uh, to get this result was was good. But there you go. So yeah, we we got off to a bad start. We missed a one on one in the opening minute, and then we gave a goal down in the third, fourth minute, uh, third or fourth minute. Uh, but much like you, I was thinking, uh, Christ, here we go. It's going to be a shambles of a match. Um, but we soon turn things around, and we're back in the game within what eight eight minutes, aren't we? The eighth minute, something like that. Yeah, good goal. It was a good press, wasn't it? I think, uh, mm-hmm. which we did quite well all night. I thought, uh, especially in the final third. Um, yeah, their goalkeeper looked nervous from from the outset. I thought. Uh, mm. Yeah, it, it was nice. Um, Shaka gets the ball and, and plays it inside the, the fullback and the defender and Pepe's onto it and shows a little bit of strength, which maybe we don't see enough of at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice, tidy finish, left foot into the bottom yeah. corner. Um, yeah. And important, really, to, to, to get the, the equaliser so soon, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it was, because it set the tone for the rest of our, our game. Um, what do you make of um, Pepe playing on the left? Because predominantly he's played on the right-hand side. He's cut yeah. inside. He's tried to shoot into that top four bottom corner. He's, he's been very predictable. But on the left-hand side, I felt like he got into better natural goal-scoring positions. And that goal in particular kind of summed it up. As you say, his position in between the, the right-back and the central defender to, to get into that little channel in between, that, that was that was brilliant. You know, and that, that I saw a lot of the time he was he was on the shoulder, wasn't he? Um, he's definitely got the speed. There was one run in particular, I forget what what 
minute it was, but he nutmegged two players and oh, um, yeah, he, he, I he, counted he, at least four in that game nutmegs. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, um, I, he, he loves it, he, doesn't he? he, he I've never seen yeah. anyone like it. Sometimes oh, it works for him. Sometimes it doesn't work for him, but yeah, yeah once he gets that right, uh, if he can. You know, making those decisions when when to keep dribbling or when to to pass it. Some you know he can he can run into traffic a fair bit and find himself with two or three players around him. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he sorts that out, you know, I think there's still maybe he's not dead and buried just yet at Arsenal. No, but I think Saka's claimed that right hand position as in there that right winger position i think he's yeah. been too good to drop there but i can see a future for pepe as that left winger mm. um I, I i could see that uh he, he was good he was good last night look credit where it's due we've knocked him when he's not been good you have to give credit yeah. where it's due he was he was good last night he and i think good. the he... important thing you say the important thing that you just mentioned before was he he showed good strength and that's the thing players always struggle with in the Premier League is how physical it is. Let's be honest, he was just a skinny, skinny little man, boy, whatever, coming from France and just needs to maybe just bulk up and, and, and get used to the, the physicality of the, the Premier League before we can really have a, an impact on it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and, it, and it set the tone, I thought, from then on. We were, we were pretty good. Um, we were lively. Saka and Pepe... Uh, especially um, yeah and I thought it, we put in a professional hard working honest performance that um, yeah that I, I enjoyed watching um, I've got to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. It was sometimes nice. was... you know we can we can win and, and I still don't quite enjoy what I'm seeing but but I, I liked it last night I thought it was good I thought Lacazette worked really hard um, yeah and, and and it set the tone. Well, not long after that goal um, by Pepe, a few minutes later, there, there's another high press by Arsenal. Party intercepts the ball. He finds Lacquer. He finds Saka. Uh, he crosses it in. And then the ball drops to Cedric, who's kind of edge of the 18-yard box, and he volleys it, and it just goes mm. past the, the, the top right-hand corner. And you know, you sort of go, go on, go on, go on. Oh, I think technically he's a very good player. You know, you, you tend to think of defenders as being maybe a bit more cumbersome and, uh, I don't know, not so good on, on the ball. Their job is to kind of defend. Um, yeah. Maybe not the modern fullbacks, but I think he's, and I put a tweet out last night, a really shrewd signing. And I don't know, you have to wonder why Southampton let him go, especially on a free. But I, I think he's really growing into into his role and could seriously put Hector Bellerin uh, in his position under threat. Yeah, he looks like he's got over his injury worries, and, and uh, you know, a few more games, he's, he's sort of found his a bit of form, hasn't he? And yeah, mm. I, I, I agree. He looks he looks like a a nice, steady, professional player that would give a six, seven every week. You know, yeah, sometimes more. Yeah. Um, I thought he was very good last night. Um, yeah, and he's got great technique. I've we've seen him score one goal already, and that was a a good strike against from Norwich, the box. Yeah, against yeah, Norwich last Leicester season, I think. That little team, yeah, little little tractor team, yeah. Norwich. Um, 
so yeah, no, I'm really pleased with him. Arteta did say, well, I think it was after the match, he was asked about him. He did say, uh, you know, Cedric's attitude is fantastic. He never complains when he's not in the team. He, he just does what's right for the, the squad, if you like. He understands it. And when he comes in, he does a really good job. I don't think we've had enough of that kind of team attitude. And I think that's something mm. he's really trying to build at Arsenal is, you know, the team is greater than the individual. And if everyone does their bit as a team, you you, you do more. I think, uh, you know, maybe there have been some big egos in our squad that have, have changed the dynamic of that. So credit to, credit to um, uh, Cedric. I thought, yeah, brilliant performance. And we'll mention him again in a minute because he was integral to one of the goals that we scored, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so, so there you go. So, so at that point, we're still 1-0. Um, anything else before the next goal that sort of of interest to you? Or no, no, no let's talk about that goal just before yeah. our time. Yeah, this was lovely because it was a Jacka Lakasaka. I always like saying yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it rolls um, off the tongue. Um, Starboy again. Little yeah, chilly. this guy. This guy is just, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Long kick from Leno. Finds its way to Xhaka. He passes it to Lacazette. And I think on a first-time pass, Lacazette feeds it through to Saka. Um, Saka was already on that run. And he knows that the ball's coming from Lacazette, which is, that's the sort of thing you, you can't teach it. You know, you have to be on your toes, ready to know that it might come. Um, uh, goalkeeper's coming out of him, goes round him, first time shot. I mean, what is he? 18, 19? 19, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um, he's actually surpassed like what I sort of, you know, imagined him becoming. He's he's getting there a lot quicker. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. he's very mature, I think. Um, it reminded me of a chance that he had against Leeds. And I think he was through one-on-one. And I felt he made the wrong decision that time. Yeah. But, yeah. But it looks like he learnt from it. And he was far more composed and made his decision early. And, and when you do that, it, it's much easier to score, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. more can you uh, say about yeah, him? Yeah. yeah. He's, if he carries on, you know, scoring goals in the Premier League's not easy, and he's doing it at such a young age, um, you know, from from midfield, so from different positions. I mean, yeah, long may it continue. It's probably one of the best decisions we made is to, uh, to get this guy signed on for a lot longer. Uh, yeah, and do you know what I love about him? He loves playing for the club, and I think yeah. if you do that, if you have that buy-in, you, of course, money plays a part in everything in life, especially when you're young and you've probably got, you know, other other clubs that are interested. But when you genuinely have a love to play for a club you've been at for so long, you know that that's that is something that you buy into so much, don't you? So, um, I, I yeah, I think it's fantastic. I, I mean, what's his value these days? Honestly, if you saw a player like that, 19, he's got more goals than all the other teenagers in the Premier League put together, I think it was, the status or Sky's the limit. You know, if you think he's doing this at 19, what's it going to be like when he's like 26, 27? Unbelievable. And, and he's so key to our team. The amount of appearances that he's getting at such a young age as well. Yeah. It's experience that you can't buy. 
yeah, let's hope uh, you know we look after him um, as a as a country as well, you know, because he's playing for England as well now. Um, yeah, and we know what the media is like, uh, can be like. Uh, they can build you up and then quickly, you know, knock you down for for no reason. Yeah, uh, really. Yeah. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen with him. Uh, he seems like a sensible lad, and he's not really going to put himself in any sort of situations that that cause these issues. But you know, um, I, I'm very, proud very that this guy plays thing. for Arsenal. Yeah, me too. He's the real deal. And when you've got the likes of Rio Ferdinand and uh, uh, Francis Benali was the other pundit, wasn't he, on BT Sport, just sort of singing his praises. Um, you know you know he's good you know he's good so I, yeah i'm like you really really pleased really pleased he did well uh and nice of him to score uh another goal and then um you know not content with scoring a goal he decides to get an assist as well doesn't he he does yeah uh second half uh i thought second half was a little bit um you know not as as good, I and thought it was a bit stop start, not many chances. Uh, yeah, a lot, there was a few fouls. I was, I thought the referee, and because we won, I'm not using this as, as an excuse. I thought the referee was shocking. Yeah, um, just yeah. simple decisions, and and he was getting it wrong. I mean, Bednarek, the amount of fouls he made, how he didn't get booked once, yeah, alone twice, was, then, was unreal. Yeah, and then and then and then booking and Pepe. Pepe <laughs> And he, he wasn't even being subbed in the end. I mean, no. how can, how, what, what? Yeah. It's, I'm speechless about it. Because it's like, I'm not sure if I'm on or I'm off. What do you want me to do? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a yellow card. Yeah, wake <laughs> up, man. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers, wasn't it? Yeah, um, wasn't great. It wasn't great. But like you say, the, the, the good part is we don't have to focus on the referee's almost um, inability to, to do his job properly because we, we won. But on another day, that could be costly. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about that goal because David Beckham put a great pass across. To, sorry, not Beckham. It was uh, Cedric, wasn't? It? I get confused. The technique was so similar. Yeah, Laka's goal. Uh, great ping from Cedric to Saka uh, from left to right. Um, apparently, Saka said that he he mentioned this to Cedric that he was getting the space over there and to look for him. And, yeah. And he and he did it beautifully. And you know the ball bounces, but quality one touch right foot pass you know from a left footed player across the goal it was perfect um couldn't have put it anywhere else could no, it could have drawn no. on a still image where do you want the ball to be yeah fantastic yeah yeah and lacquer in um, the right place with another goal right? yeah and i was impressed with with lacazette again uh his work rate was phenomenal he, he didn't start running I, I, he was sprinting for things in the 85th minute yeah, you know, and um, his head didn't go down after that chance early on, and he got his uh, goal. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, that, that's what I mean. It's that team ethic, isn't it? It's that you know you need to be a leader, and I think uh, Lacazette's that he, he is a leader. People talk, you know, people say that he he talks, they go to him for advice, etc. But talking to leaders, just go back to Saka for a second because. You just mentioned there that he said, look, I said to Cedric, look for me because I'm going to be open. And uh, I think after the game, he did an interview. And he said, look, I said, to, I said to Lacazette, I'm going to be on, on the shoulder of the last man. So as soon as you get an opportunity, pass to me. 
uh, at that age to have that confidence to direct to the the more senior players in the team what you want and how you want it that is the mindset you wish you could ingrain in everybody you know mm. it's um it's it's yeah it was just fantastic it was a really really good goal and uh it's nice to feel happy about watching arsenal again isn't it you know there's nothing better i, I went to bed and i couldn't sleep straight away um it was way past my bedtime i'm an early bird as you know but um I, I, yeah I, I was buzzing it was it was nice to go go to bed with a with a win yeah um who, who was your man of the match because there were um there were several candidates and it was given to uh was it given to Saka in the end i think it was wasn't it i believe it was yeah yeah it's, t- uh, it's hard to argue have... with that yeah, with the goal and an assist, absolutely. But um, yeah. I think but, we were having sort but, of a little debate over over what that, weren't we? Who do you think yeah. won it? Who do you think should have got it? Uh, I mean, I think there's a case for Lacazette. He was involved in all three goals, you know, scored one uh, and, and helped, he, he, you know, with the first one, was it? Uh, yeah. You know, with his press uh, and, and obviously the, uh, the assist on the second one mm. another player that caught my eye we, we spoke about him very briefly was granite jacker yeah. um who you know he's coming for a lot of stick at arsenal probably you know not the most technical player in the world but got brilliant long-range passing you know whichever manager has been in charge of arsenal during his time there they've always said he's a leader in the dressing room he might not always have the armband anymore but he's still you know, vocal and, and gets involved, etc. Um, and him and Party together is a very solid midfield. Party doing all the running, breaking up um, passes. Saka just sitting back. Sorry, Xhaka just sitting back. So confusing. They're all so similar. Um, but with that assist, sort of stat. You know, I love a stat. With that assist, he now has as many Premier League assists for Arsenal, which is 14. Is Jack Wilshire. Alex Oxley Chamberlain and Alex Song. Does he now? Really? Yeah, you know I always remember Song getting quite a few assists. I thought, especially those over the balls to Van Persie. Jack Wilshere obviously had his injury issues, but you know a couple of seasons he was on fire. And Ox, you know, he didn't play a lot really, but uh, he played for a long time for Arsenal, if you like. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing really well. Yeah. Um, so overall, a good win, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, a good yeah. win. Good win, yeah. I'm happy. Um, um, we move on. We're thick and fast yeah. this Saturday. Man United. Indeed. I mean, that win puts us five points behind fourth position. So from being relegation candidates to Champions League, maybe. I don't know if we can whisper that word, Champions League. Um, unbeaten in the league for the whole month of January. That's going to be manager of the month award, potentially. Not that that really means anything, but it'd be good for Arteta to get a bit of recognition there. Uh, and we've won five of the last six games, um, so we're, you know, we're doing really well. The best stat: it's the first time Arsenal have won three consecutive away league games in yeah. three years. So uh, yeah, that's good. Just madness. Uh, it is just madness. Right. You mentioned the Man United game. Should we talk about it? Let's let's talk about it. Or have you got something else you want to share with us? 
I thought you did. Well, I do. I do. So, Man United, our old adversaries, playing them on Saturday. Uh, what is it? 5.30 kickoff? Yeah, 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. Um, and you know what? I, I feel lucky in as much as, and, and I know you'll feel the same because you're of a similar age to me, you grew up in an era where Man United and Arsenal were you know, massive rivals. Every year it was us or them. Um, you know, sweeping up the silverware, but the rivalry was pure hatred and respect when you look back, but pure hatred. And they don't have football matches in that in that way anymore, do they? So it's it used to be the, the fixture I'd look forward to the most, more so than even playing Spurs. You know, I used to like it more than the North London derby. Um, yeah, so I have, so I have really fond memories. Yeah, exactly. Easy wins, yeah, exactly. Um Six points guaranteed every season, those were. Um, so I've got some brilliant memories of, of Arsenal Man United. I've got some awful memories of uh, Arsenal Man United. But, you know, in, in, in recent spirit of recent tradition on Blast from the Arsenal podcast, I thought I'd put a little quiz together, a specific Arsenal Man United quiz, just to refresh everybody's memory. So a few quick questions here. Diddly, it's a quick fire round. So let's see if you can answer some of these questions. You up for it? Okay. I'm up for it. Okay, let's go. And obviously, listeners, play along too. You can shout out your answers, but we're not going to hear you. So, uh, right, question one. Which Arsenal player scored the winning goal at Old Trafford on the 8th of May 2002 to win Premiership title, as it was known then? Sylvain Wiltord. It was Sylvain Wiltord. Bing! I felt like we should have a little sound effect there, but yeah. Which player... From either team, this is. Which player has scored the most goals in a Premier League game in this fixture? Sorry, I've worded that so poorly. I think I know Not what you mean. Not in a single game. Yeah, over the course of the Premier League period, which one player has scored the most goals in all of these fixtures? I've got a feeling it's Wayne Rooney. Bing! It is Wayne Rooney. Yeah, that was always the bet I never put on, but I knew he'd score. There you go. Waza. Right. Question number three. Who scored Arsenal's winning penalty in the 2005 FA Cup victory at Man United? Patrick Vieira. Bing! <laughs> it was Patrick Vieira. Cut on fire. Right. This one's a bit, this one's a bit trickier. See if we can get this one. In 2003, Man United were awarded a penalty which Ruud van Nistelrooy missed. The miss penalty caused the Arsenal players to infamously surround Ruud van Nistelrooy with many of them retrospectively getting large fines for their part in what happened. But what happened to Ruud van Nistelrooy's penalty kick? Hit the bar. Bing! <laughs> Hit the crossbar. It did. God, on fire. Right. I loved that, by the way, how they just battered him. Anyway, not that we condone <laughs> violence on this podcast, unless it's against Man United players. Uh, right, next question. Which Arsenal player threw a slice of pizza at Alex Ferguson after a game between the two teams. And that was Cesc Fabregas. Bing! It was Cesc Fabregas in Pizzagate. I think it was uh, famously called. Okay, this one you may have seen footage of it. Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira's tunnel clash at Highbury came after Keane accused Vieira of intimidating which Man United player? I believe that was Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I do it for you? <laughs> it was Bing. Yeah, go on. It was Gary Neville. Yes. Right, two more. This one is tricky. 
So we're going to leave this one to last, actually. We'll do, we'll do this right. What was the score and who was the scorer when these teams played this reverse fixture earlier this season? So we played uh, Man United already once this season. Yeah, it was 1-0 where Bamiyang scored. Bing! It was. Penalty, right. I believe. How many is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Right, you've won 7 points. There's one more left and it's a toughie. Are you going to gamble or are you going to take your 7 points home, Diddley? What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going I'm to gamble, mate. I'm going to gamble. He's going to gamble. It's all or nothing. He's going to walk away with eight points or no points. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Which Arsenal player was sent off in the 8-2 defeat at Old Trafford in 2002? Ooh. Uh... Now, if you want, I can yeah. give you three options. Option number one. Lauren Koscielny. Sorry? Option number one, Lauren Koscielny. No. Option number two, there's three options there. Option number two, Johan Giroud. Giroud. Yeah, Johan Giroud. Do you want to hear option number three? Nah, I'm going with Giroud. He's gone with B, he's gone with Giroud. And it's incorrect. Oh, (laughs) no. It was option C that you didn't want to listen to. (laughs) Mentioned already earlier in this episode, it was Carl Jenkinson. Oh, I still would have picked Giroud, I think. Oh, would you? Okay. Yeah, because I had a feeling it was him before you even said. Did he give Uh, away a penalty? Uh, Quite possibly. What a shambles of a match. Uh, Let's hope that never happens again. So, uh, good. We love a bit of fun on this podcast, don't we? Uh, right, so yeah, big game. And as you just heard, obviously we've had many a, a tussle with them over the over the years. Um, any game that sticks in your mind from a good perspective? I think we we mostly um, give a good showing of ourselves in this fixture. Uh, they're they're on a bit of form, aren't they? Of late, um, they've got a lot of match winners. Um, mm-hmm. If we can keep those guys quiet, your Bruno Fernandes, your Paul Pogba, Marcus Rashford, um, then yeah, I think we've got a good chance of, of getting three points. Yeah, they've won four of the last six, a draw with Liverpool and a loss in a Carabao Cup to Man City, but they are a team on form. That said, we're on the same uh, uh, sort of run as they are, you know, one loss, one defeat. Uh, sorry, one loss, one draw. Those are the same things. One loss, one draw, and um, you know the four victories. So we're we're both the informed teams of late, uh, along with Man City, but obviously they're not part of this game. Uh, and you know who would have thought Man United would be sitting sort of second in the league, one point behind City. Um, what was it? End of last season, beginning of this season, where they've not had a fantastic run of, of games so um, you know credit to Man United and that they are a threat say what you want about them they are a threat they have got great players good young players of their own in Mason Greenwood uh, amongst others um, they've got pace that's what I, I look at when I think of United they just hit they hit teams on the counter attack and we need to think 
sort of smart really as to how we how we counteract that because if we've got Tierney back on on the left mid on uh, as left back, which I think we we are going to have, brilliant. In the middle, I suspect we'll probably go with Gabriel and Holden. Just my opinion, but I think that's what will happen. Both quite quick, both you know strong. It's right back that really concerns me from a defensive perspective. Yeah. You know, I love what Hector Bellerin's all about. I love that he loves the planet. He loves the club. Nobody can deny that. But <clears throat> he's the weak link in our defence for me. Mm. Yeah. You know, he does uh, He does lack those uh, defensive qualities. Um, yeah, that, that's what lets him down. Um, but look, he's got Saka supporting him on the right. Um, yeah. Which is probably more beneficial than having Pepe do it. I would have, I would have thought. Uh, Abamyang, you know, he's been away from the team for a bit. Uh, just to touch on him, you know, family issues. His mum's not been well, uh, but he's back, so he should be available for the game. Um, yeah. So you know, there's a an issue there as to whether he'll he'll start or not. Um, I think he will. You? Yeah, the, 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 yeah, I think you probably will. I guess the hard part is where do we fit everybody in? You know, if Pepe's doing well, high on confidence. Saka, high on confidence. Lacazette, high on confidence. Do we bring him back straight into the first team or do we put him on the bench as an impact player, but he's your captain, so mm. do you really want to do that? Um, I, You know, I don't know. But um, good. All right, well, what's your quick prediction on that one? And obviously we'll review it on the next pod. I'm going to go for a 1-0 again. Yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win largely because I'll just take that right now if it was offered to us. Um, so that's that. Uh, good, all right. Any um, Anything else you want to talk about? I know we were going to cover transfers, but I think, am I right in thinking your phone might die any second? <laughs> Mate, technology is not on my side today. Um, I'm on my... <laughs> Yeah, I'm on one percent bats. It's, oh uh, wow, it's not looking good. If, if I make the end of this, then I'll be surprised. Yeah. I do have a game as well for us to play. Oh, you'll have to say. Can you save it for next week? Is it is it doable? I can save it for next week. Yeah, it's not we're doing half a game and then you cut out. That's not going to be much fun for everybody. Um, we've, look, we've gone on long enough. Tra- yeah, exactly. We've covered some of the transfers that have obviously come in. You know about the transfers that have, that have gone out. Um, yeah. So uh, we can we can sort of cover the latest the only, developments. The only question is, is will we do any more business? Yeah. And given the transfer deadline day is Sunday, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, doesn't roll over to the Monday, does it? Uh, by the time we do the next episode, we'll have the answer to that. Um, the only one that I think we might do is is is, is Socrates. No, is uh, Mustafi out? Although his dad's come out and said we've yeah. got a term contract, so I don't know. And potentially a left back, but I can't see that yeah. now with Cedric uh, doing yeah. so well there last night. I can't, I can't see that happening now. I'll probably wait till the summer, if at all. Yeah, but, yeah, tricky I can, one. I can to... see us, yeah, I can see us maybe signing one or two more because obviously we've got the Europa League coming back. I know it's the knockout stages, obviously out of the 
the Carabao Cup or out of the FA Cup. The only thing to go for really is the league. But do we want the longevity on, and fitness uh, of having enough you know, players in the squad for good rotation? So, so there we go. We'll cover that all in the next episode. Uh, as we said before, don't forget to follow us at Blast Arsenal Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us. And um, before Diddley's phone dies, I guess he wants to say goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for your support. And we will be back next week. See you later. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.